0: Hello. I think that's my favorite my favorite part of the show is that pause <laughs> uh, that you wait for to help uh, let Skype sort of coalesce and settle down. And it's I can hear I can hear you in the background, I hear a yeah. sound. You I you just, hear the train hear the train going by. I hear the train, I love that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, okay. This this comes up I have so much to talk about. I can This I comes can't up wait. a lot. Now I've started watching for when the call recorder. So here's what happens at some point. How do you explain? So Skype, <laughs> you can get an app from a company called Ecamm called call Recorder, Right. Which is a very popular way to record a Skype call. And it's really clever. If you've never used it, it's a very, first of all, it's very clever that you can use Skype for podcasts. That's what tons of people use. A lot of people mm-hmm. use Zoom now, which we should probably try at some point. But, um so there's this app called Call Recorder, and it's been great for years because it does something very clever. It records your Skype call, but further to that, it records both sides. It records your side and then everything else right, on a two-track.mov file, which can then be... It's, it's a great way. It's a very easy way to be able to record. Now, at some point in the last, I want to say, year or two, Call Recorder has call recorder used to start immediately as soon as the Skype call started if memory serves yeah that and sounds then right. everybody started discovering after one update at some point in the last year or two it suddenly took a few seconds to kick in and I, right. I like lost there was a little
0: a delay of some kind
1: I want to say about five seconds but uh its it's hard to know it's hard to tell and we tend to you know, abundance of caution. We err on the side of you know not missing the beginning of the call. Otherwise, it's really weird. So there's tons of not tons. There's a handful of uh, like Roderick on the line episodes where I missed. You know, uh, we a bit we do at the beginning of the podcast and uh, an exchange that we do, and uh, I would miss that. All right. And now you have to. <laughs> I watch for call recorder to be at zero zero colon zero one to know that it's going. Okay. And you know, it kind of kills the momentum a little
0: bit. I don't know. It's just something. It's it's like a you, um, you
1: like it. You like it because it a gives pregnant you a pause point.
0: or something. Yes.
1: But the Germans say prognons. It's a prognons pause. <laughs> prognons, and uh, uh, and so uh, you like that because that gives you an unfiltered view. You can hear me probably doing a little snort. I try to mute my snorts. I don't catch all of them. Huh? It is morning time, <laughs> and I have sinus issues. That's why I sound like Jello Biafra right now because sometimes like my nose is a, bit <laughs> a little bit stuffed up. Diane, Dragon Lady Feinstein. And um, so you like that because you get a little bit trained. You get a little bit daddy sipping coffee.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now know. before before we get too into the excellent stuff that you have, yeah. uh, I also ha- want to talk
1: ha- about my English Ivy. But go
0: ahead. Okay, I had there were two things that yes. I wanted to address. Is this f- what you put in notes? Yes. Um, so <sighs> oh this is a site that I found when I was I was researching uh, the the movie that I've been introduced to called Pineapple Express. Oh, that's a fun movie. And I I was is, it, is that cur- the one with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Well, I'm not. I haven't watched all of it yet. Uh, oh, yeah, but it, the wrong
1: movie. It has
0: Seth Rogen Seth and Rogen, okay. uh, James Franco are in it, and uh, I was uh, I found out about this movie uh, because I've been there's a whole James Franco thing happening in our household right now. So well, that's um, interesting. Anyway, they, I I was curious how old some of the people were in this movie, and I I stumbled across a site. <clears throat> that I have never heard of before. It doesn't trend highly in searches for this kind of thing. Because whenever I watch a movie, I'm always like, how old was that actor in that movie? All the time. So this, I always look up people's height
1: and age constantly. And yes, yes, what yes. I use my Amazon dingus for constantly. Because <laughs> so, my daughter's 5'4 <laughs> now. And it's interesting to say, you know, you're taller than Daenerys now.
0: That's, that She's tall. Yeah. Um, so the... This website, which is on a, it, I have it in the show notes. It's called smoothc.com slash actorsage slash index.php. So you can type in the movie's title. In this case, I've typed in The Aviator. <laughs> and it will come and tell you. All of the information about all of the main actors, how old they were then, how old they are now, and if they have died. (laughs) So for this particular... And unfortunately, it uses a post request, not a get request... You can so, tell this
1: is basically like, it's the kind of thing you do with PHP and an access database.
0: Yes. That's exactly what it seems like. <laughs> it really,
1: it's pretty, this is like, it looks like somebody slapped this together with one of those websites, like a Yahoo pipes or something like, Absolutely. You to, like make a website out of a
0: spreadsheet. That's I mean, that's, I have a feeling that's exactly what it is. It's got, that, it it's got is. that feeling. Yeah. And, uh, and so it, it'll just show you in the three column, four columns, actor's name, age, then age now died. Question mark. Mm-hmm. And so you can you can see that Leonardo DiCaprio, I call him Leo, mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. thirty and is now forty four and has not died. That's good. And so you can just kind of go down the list. But it's often interesting because it's a wonderful way to say, "I wonder if that clearly thirty year old actor was actually a teenager or really thirty years old in this." So it's it's a lot of fun, and I use this. And this is the kind of thing that you've got a bookmark uh, because you'll never find this thing again. In you like, you could search how old were the actors and like this site won't even show up. So it doesn't
1: have, uh, there's a bunch I looked up that it doesn't have. I mean, it's, it doesn't have that many movies.
0: Oh, so it, you're saying it's limited. What, what did you try? Well, this is okay. So, okay. Well, uh, I'm sorry. Am I
1: stealing your thunder?
0: No, not at all.
1: Oh, speaking of which the movie I was thinking of is tropical thunder. It's in show notes. Tropic thunder. Um, the, uh, very funny movie. Um, this is something that comes up in our household. As I say, all the time. So, for example, uh, we were watching Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, uh, mm. which is not a very good movie. It starts with a great car chase, and then it's got that amazing DJ Shadow song over the opening credits. <laughs> I watch it just for the opening credits. I watch that YouTube video twice a week at the starting of the week. <laughs> it's a really good song, and um, DJ Shadow. And uh, but but it's it's slow motion. The protagonist, who's a bad boy, is uh, it's his, he's going to high school. And he's going through the metal detector and it's in like super slow-mo. And there's this line that is now, it's mostly my line, but it's becoming a line for everyone in our house, which is that guy's totally 30, you will say. So like yeah. this guy, he's supposed to be probably 17. I'm like, that guy's 30. That guy's got a receding hairline and you could tell he's an actor who's 30. We were watching, we love Pitch Perfect, the Pitch Perfect movies. And every time I watch Pitch Perfect, I'm like, that lady's, that lady's got to be 40. There's no way that she is in her third or fourth year of college. And so I, I find myself wanting to do this all the time. I want this for all of the movies, Dan. Now, Mean Girls, Mean Girls is pretty good. Now, mm-hmm. Lindsay Lohan, another movie I love. Oh, You forget, have you ever seen Mean Girls, the 2004 movie? Never. It's really good. I don't want to oversell it because it's a little bit of a bagatelle. You don't want to crush it, but it's got so many extremely good lines in it. Great actors, a lot of great, especially female uh, actors. Female, I sound like a Ferengi. Um, but it's real good. So no, Lindsay Lohan, she was 18 in that movie.
2: The very Rachel young. McAdams,
1: Rachel McAdams, whom I love, uh, she's 26. Now, here's the funny one. Tina Fey was, is this possible, Tina Fey was 34. So high school student Rachel McAdams was uh, eight years younger than teacher Tina Fey. So weird. Amy Poehler, she was 33. This is a very good site, Dan. And it's useful if we're helping people, right? Yeah, absolutely. Amanda Seyfried, she was 19 in that. Yeah, now, you know, I have never come up with a name for this phenomenon, but I know I'm not the only person who thinks about this kind of a lot. And it's sort of like you know the analogies on an SAT test. This mm-hmm. is to that as that is to that.
0: Oh yes, I love love, love to hate holes. those. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I mean, it's it's a, it's a, they, they can be fun and they yeah. can be thought provoking. And I think about that a lot with time. That this is to that as that is to this other thing. Okay. Do you yes. ever do this? You ever yes. go like, Oh, it's been this many years. Like, so well, the re- way this comes up usually is I'll be l- listening to music in particular. And I'll say, Oh, you know, this music reminds me of this certain older music. And then I am frequently shocked to realize that the time from the thing that inspired that to then is shorter by a lot
2: mm-hmm, than mm-hmm. the time
1: from that thing to now. Right. So we were, as, as I'll mention, when we talk later, I, my family was out of town. Um, uh, a little bit in the last week, and uh, I heard I heard a song that I love, uh, "Tiny Dancer" by uh, by Elton John. It's really it's a very very good song. It's, it's a Mona Lisa song. It's a song like "Stairway to Heaven" that I need to hear exactly once per year because it's so good. I don't want to listen to it too much. <laughs> right? Yes. But "Tiny Dancer" is a really good song, recorded in 1971, put out in 1972. And then I did a deep dive on Spotify, and I started to listen to a whole bunch of different covers of it. Ben Folds uh, from Ben, you know Ben Folds Five does a really good cover of it. The time from Tiny Dancer to the first Ben Folds album is just a few months shorter. Just a few months rather longer than the time from the first Ben Folds album till now. Okay. Okay. Now I got into Ben Folds okay early on. That feels like an album that came out five years ago to me.
0: Mm, very recent. You know what I'm saying
1: yeah. 72 to 95 is very close to you know uh, 95 to
2: 2019. you ever do this. Yes.
1: Okay. So take take this one. So here's an easy like you take something like you take Synchronicity. Was it 1983? That's so shocking that's that it's that old thir- of an album. 33 years.
0: Mm. Is that right? Still seems like a newer album. I still no, remember no, 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 when but I
1: mean like okay, do can we stipulate how, okay? So what well, let's do a spotlight search here. 2019 mm-hmm. minus 1983. That's 36 years. Right? Yes. Okay. Now, the equivalent. <laughs> this can't be real. 1983 to now is the same as 1947 to 1983.
0: That's strange, because that are feels... Are you feeling me? Dude, yes, are you getting this? I'm getting it. That's, that's you horrible. Know,
1: the, poli- the, the police also have a song called Born in the 50s. That's before Sting was born to 1983. That's in that's madness. Okay, let's do Star Wars. Okay. So,
2: 2019
1: minus 1977. 42 years. Oh, chimney Christmas. 19... Oh, my God. That's the same as 1945, the year World War II ended. To Star Wars. That's 30, 32 years.
0: You know, it's interesting to me because when I'm- well, I've We need want- a
1: name for this, Dan. There's, I have phenomena that I need names for, and I want to I crowdsource it. This is one of them. What should we call this? Uh, time analogy seems not quite right, but I, there should I like be a that. website where you can go in and do this, like this chintzy little uh, 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 ask, ask Smooth sea site. You, you <laughs> should be able to do this for everything.
0: It seems like it would you would need to really have a good set of sources for your dates for those kinds of things. Is there a database of dates? Yeah, you could just I mean, look something. One of the up? most
1: normalized things that there is.
0: But I mean, is there a single a single database of it? Like, is there one place I could go to look up when Star Wars uh, came out and also? you know, when the declaration of independence was signed, that, the, that there's one place I could type in a search for those and get a response? Because if there is, it'd be easy to build bet, a site uh, on top of it.
1: Okay. So like I could uh, build I, that today. Wolfram Alpha. Wolfram Alpha is very close. Okay. Also that app we like called Hound for iOS. Ah, I so remember if you go to Wolfram yeah. from Alpha and I did Star Wars, Star Wars year. You ever, you've used Wolfram Alpha, right?
0: Yes, I have.
1: It's really, it's really cool. I bet you something like that. If there's an API, could somebody build this please? Somebody I'm saying I,
0: I could build this in an afternoon if I get a, a good source for that. So I'll oh, look at. You look should at, get an
1: API key for uh, Wolfram yeah, I'm Alpha.
0: Gonna, I'll look into it as soon as we'll we're do done Patreon. recording. Yeah. I think,
1: I think about that a lot. Here's the other one I need a phenomenon for. And I, I've really, I, this is such a thing for me now that I'm 50 something, 52. Something that comes up all the time. I, I've mentioned this before. I, I think I want to start a Twitter thread where I can just put all of these Twitter moments always utterly shockingly ununderstandable to me. Mm. I don't know BTS, uh, you know, bind, Ty, Sing. I guess the uh, the 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 Korean band. I don't know what's going on with them and why we're wishing Felix happy birthday. I don't know. I'm so confused. But here's the thing: I need a name for the phenomenon by which the moment that I discover something or I'm told about something. Is also the precise moment that I learn it's impossibly more widespread, popular, and well known than I ever could have known.
2: Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yes.
1: Do You never get this phenomenon where like, you know, it's sort of, it's a little bit like Bader-Meinhof, but like, you know, um, Bader-Meinhof syndrome, it's the idea that like you hear a new word and you feel like you've never heard that word before. You can look it up. We'll put it in the show notes. Bader-Meinhof syndrome, you uh, hear something for the first time and then you suddenly start hearing it all the time. Not Mm. that it's like a new thing. You know what I mean? Yes. Like a new word you've never heard before. I need a name for this phenomenon. So we need a name for time analogies phenomenon
0: and we need a name for
1: Merlin didn't know this existed until he found out that it was extremely
0: popular (laughs) right do you get that yeah no I know exactly what you mean I've started
1: doing screen grabs I started doing screen grabs in Twitter uh, moments of all the things where I'm like what is what are you talking about Mm -hmm. a lot of it involves uh, the band BTS a lot of it involves YouTube stars who are canceled or divorced who have millions Mm -hmm. and millions of
0: followers Mm mm-hmm you
1: know this is a really good website. You you know you could do this, Dan. You could do this. Please do this.
0: Mm-hmm. Do will Do it. no. I will. I commit to doing it. I I will do it.
1: I could do it in Dreamweaver. I should see if I still got Dreamweaver. I get an access database. Get a little bit of PHP. I throw in a table. I, I will do. This. I will do it. I'll do it. I have the um, O'Reilly Access book. You know.
0: I, there. I have uh, one. Two comments uh, <laughs> this about this. The first one is uh, I've been watching season two of Mindhunter which I recommend to everybody. Mind Hunter on Netflix, wonderful show. It's it's done by David Fincher, and it looks it's beautiful. You, you can just see the David Fincher all over it. It's all over it. One season two is. Even better than season one, in my opinion. I like. Is, I,
1: I've only just started, but I love Bill this season. Bill
0: oh, Tanch okay. is so good. The when one the
1: barbecue. Oh my god,
0: I <laughs> the one thing. I, yeah, I'm only three three episodes in, maybe you talk four. Talked
1: to Richard Speck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so good. Please watch this show, everyone. But yeah. uh, so the one thing that I notice is. Now this is set. Well, I know that season one was set in 1977. I'm guessing this one is 77, 78, maybe. But the one thing that I notice is that the cars that they drive to me, when I think of a car, this is what cars look like to me. the 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 vehicles are yeah, big, big, like sedans. Everybody had a Pontiac. A big Pontiac. It's got the certain kind of square headlights, the long grill, the shape of the car. These are very the, familiar yeah, square,
1: like square headlights or the square, very square cars were very square.
0: So square. And these vehicles look correct and familiar to me when I Mm -hmm. even getting in my own vehicle or when I see vehicles around, I can tell you that there is a sense of dissatisfaction. And I finally was able to pinpoint it after watching Mindhunter the last few nights that when I'm just driving around, I'm dissatisfied. And I didn't know why I thought I thought it was something wrong with me. And it is. And the thing that's wrong with me is cars look wrong. They don't look right. They should look the way they did in 1977 or or around that time, but the way that cars look today is wrong. Things don't look right, and that's why I'm always a little dissatisfied. Just like 05 percent dissatisfied as I'm driving around because cars don't look right. This is what they're supposed to look like, and thank you to Mindhunter Hunter and David Fincher for helping me understand that. So that was one thing I wanted to mention. The other thing ties. I, I,
1: can I kinda just piggyback on that?
0: Yes, of course.
1: I, I, I think I agree with you because that's what I imprinted on. Like, we had a Pontiac Catalina.
2: Yeah. Which is, uh,
1: which is a pretty, I think that was, yeah, the Catalina was very, very square. But you know what? I really noticed this. That was, was, was amazing. E- and
0: then what year was that Pontiac Catalina? Because those are amazing. We vehicles. had a 1975 Pontiac Catalina. Oh, I wrote a really man. nice
1: uh, 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 essay about it one time. Um, uh, oh, those no, headlights
0: I, but, are perfect. That had the two, the, the rectangle with the two headlights contained within it. On each side.
1: Oh, absolutely! 100 oh, Absol- percent. So good. Is, is I re- what I remember is my profound same feeling you're f- you're describing right here that I remember the, that for me that profound feeling was um in the early eighties when suddenly cars became curvy. Or, I hate it. Hate it. So like I'm thinking of like the Ford Escort got extremely popular and my my two profound feelings that i remember by say 1982 83 is that there was like there was this one toyota in the back of it i always thought it looked like an atm mm-hmm. it had that weird license plate off center it looked so strange it looked some kind of like a panel from a sci-fi and the other one was cars more and more looked like an ibuprofen and i didn't like that they looked they had, they had the uh, the upsetting curves of a pill and then you remember the thunderbird Do you remember i mean you know i'm not a car guy but you remember the like when thunderbird uh did their reboot say like a three eighty four. Yeah. What are you looking at here? What is that?
0: Oh, I don't mean to interrupt you. Oh, we'll look get at that. to it next. We'll get that's, to it next. That's a sedan. That's next. That's next. <gasps> Keep talking about your um, Thunderbird.
1: Yeah. But I mean, they were so, I mean, and they were really popular. They were like kind of a, like a, a, a not rich, an upper middle-class dad car. You know what I mean? Yes.
0: When they changed it and they gave it, they gave it the little
1: Google. Let's try. Let's try. Nineteen eighty four Thunderbird.
0: My favorite vehicle was a nineteen seventy eight Pontiac Trans Am Firebird. That was the dream car for me. Yes, and I Smokey Smokey drove that, right? Yes, and and that was that from that movie became my favorite car. It's still my favorite car. If I ever you know have some dot com millions or something, that I will get one of those fully restored. But the picture that I just sent to you is a 1977 Chevrolet Caprice classic that we had that car in a light blue. that, That looks so heavy, Dan. Oh my gosh. It was the best. And it had power windows and power doors and it was the coolest car ever. And like, they just, that looks correct to me. When I think of a car, that's the car we also had, uh, when I was growing up, we had a I think it was probably a very early, maybe a 72, 73 Dodge Dart, you know, but like. Oh
2: yeah,
1: Dodge Darts were cool. And my friend had the Dodge Dart for ladies, which was the Dodge Dart Swinger. And the Swinger had a little, it had like a little daisy for the eye or something like that. Yeah,
0: I know what you're talking about. I'm gonna have to look that up. Oh, we got a lot of cars to look up here.
1: But, so, so, wait, so, say the name of this car you sent me again. What is that it? is Caprice? a 19,
0: 1977 Caprice Classic, Chevrolet Caprice Classic. I don't know if there was a Caprice non-classic, but I think they were always the Caprice Classic. But that
1: sure. car... I think they're probably looking for some uh, consonants or resonance or whatever that is Yeah, have the repeated.
0: Ah, right. But I love those. And and anyway, that's what cars should look at. The second comment I wanted to make is actually... Um, ties into a a question I asked two questions on Twitter recently. I'm experimenting mm-hmm. with using Twitter again. Um oh, nice. and uh, and so the first question that I asked is going to be right up your alley which is and I used Wolverine even though there's some complications with using Wolverine because he, as a mutant he was born with his powers but frequently as you know mutants powers don't manifest don't really usually get until puberty puberty. So mm-hmm. my question was, it's basically, it's like a,
1: it's like a power, uh, power period. You know, like where are it's it's like, it's like, it's yeah. like getting your, as my, as my lady friend in college used to say, it's like, it's when you get your dot. So, oh. so when you get, <laughs> I always love, I think she made that up. Oh, I got my dot. And that, that's, uh, and that's, and that's when uh, kitty starts phasing through things and gets those, uh, those wanging headaches.
0: That's right. So if, if prior to Wolverine's powers manifesting, if he had gotten a tattoo on his arm, let's say, yeah. and then lo- <gasps> the arm Because got- a tattoo is an injury. Right. It's an injury. It's an ink injury. Right. Would, if he then lost the arm and it grew back, would it grow back with the tattoo on it? Oh,
1: dude, I, I'm I'm going to pop the stack, as John Syracuse would say. I don't know if he could get a tattoo.
0: Before his powers manifested, he might be able to
1: if before his powers, cause didn't he, he had his bone claws was, what's his name? Wolfsbane. What's his brother? What's his he, adoptive brother? What's his name? And that, he, he's the, he's in the terror. He's the terrible character in the first, uh, otherwise good X-Men movie. What's his name? The hairy uh, guy,
2: the wolf guy. He, the wolf yes. Guy, his, um, This is, is, is his Sabertooth name.
1: Sabretooth is, is his brother, right? Mm-hmm. And then later on, that's, uh, that's, uh, that actor plays him mm-hmm. in the Wolverine movie. That one actor, uh, who's, uh, one of the voices in Isle of Dogs. What's that guy's name? I will look it up. So the thing is, okay, let's, it's a little bit, we're, now we're kind of in Superman territory a little bit. Okay. Wolverine's power, one of Wolverine's primary powers, it will still hurt if he's injured.
0: Leave but Schreiber. Liev? Liev? Leave Schreiber. Life. Like yeah. that
1: guy. Mm-hmm. Like that guy. He's good in movies. So if pre powers manifesting, he could get a children's tattoo. It would probably be a Canadian children's tattoo. Might right. be Caillou. Okay, right. let's say for the sake of argument, Wolverine wants a Caillou tattoo. Yes, and um, because he can, he can, <laughs> he, can uh, he can get an injury. Uh-huh. But you, you take, you take full on. Let's even go all the way down. Let's go post Project X. Logan, mm-hmm. can he get a tattoo? And you see where I'm going with this? It seems to me that when the needle hit his arm and shot the ink in. It would be there for a second.
0: And it would be, or, yes, healed away. But and as, it, we,
1: as we've learned from Astonishing X-Men, if he gets a truly profound injury, like he's basically burned to his skeleton, yeah. it takes him a while. He looks real gross while he's fixed it. The bigger the injury, the longer it takes for sure, him to heal. Yeah, that's the Except way them- Except for bullets, which just pop out when he cracks his neck. Yeah. Uh, but then you're saying now that that is, so does the tattoo, if, does the Caillou tattoo that he got before his powers manifested, does that now become part of his- if you like Canadian DNA.
0: Yeah. Is it somehow in his DNA or something? Because as you've often heard, as right. we've read that the adamantium skeleton somehow became part of him so that even if he were to lose an arm, um, the, the skeleton would grow back. Really? But it I mean, would it have it would be, the adamantium the on, on it. the only way to really super kill him, right? Apparently. Yeah. But that doesn't even stop it really.
1: I mean, Deadpool lost his head and put it back. Oh, that was a bad movie. Oh, that was such a bad movie.
0: Which one? The first or the second one?
1: Oh no, the Wolverine one that deadpool Oh, in, with except... him in that. Oh
0: so bad. So bad. He's, don't Tony. So even.
1: bad. No, that, that that's that's cancelled. Um, okay, so you're talking post Project X, post retcon post Winston Smith comics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whatever the guy's name is. No, what's the name? Barry Windsor Smith? The guy who did that really Terrifying Project X comic. You read oh that? no,
0: I didn't read that one. He escapes and runs through the woods and is I know the one you're talking about where he kind of goes. It's a very back it's to a really crazy style. Beast and it's mode, really,
1: yeah. It's really yeah, it's really gross. It's like a very very much like a body horror comic. But I think it's part of where the first X I think it's part of where the first X-Men movie gets the whole running around in the woods and wanting to save the bear and all that. Right. That movie's pretty good. We watched it a couple weeks ago it's still pretty good. Yeah. Um that's a really that's a really good question. Now, so, so other things, other things. Okay, so no, but here's the thing. Here's the problem. So as we learn in the first X Men movie, and I don't know, we're mixing our media here, but you know, it's a multiverse. Well, he gets shot mm-hmm. in the head. The bullet, the bullet, he he cracks, his, usually cracks his neck, and he makes mm, he winces, mm-hmm. and then the bullet falls out and it heals. So right. can he get an injury that would? Can he be injured in a way that becomes permanent? Can he get a scar?
0: He can't get a scar okay if we're talking about what i will call and i'm sure there's another name for this and i'm sure that i'm Mm -hmm. mixing terms because i think dc has a universe called dc prime but i'll just call him prime wolverine who i'm talking
1: pre-project x when he's got bones when he has before he gets his skeleton coated right just
0: early wolverine at that point his body's not fighting adamantium skeleton off. His healing powers are as the strong as they could ever possibly be. They're not burnt for out the They're record, nothing Wolverine like that. Wolverine
1: is basically always in pain. Right. Because, first of all, he weighs 300 pounds, which right. is adamantium skeleton, but also because of the horrible nature of what Dr. What's His Name did to him, uh, the guy from Rushmore. Uh, what he did to him is he basically <laughs> melted Wolverine's body down all the way, coated his skeleton. With adamantium, And then his body rebuilt around it. His body is trying to heal hundreds of pounds of poisonous metal that coats his entire body. He's in pain. He's he's in a lot of pain all the time.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, before that. Mm-hmm. We had the bones, those creepy bones. Yes. I don't think that anything could really harm or destroy him. I think he would be instantated. There's no chance of scarring. There's no way you could give him a tattoo. There's none of that stuff. But- If after he had now in the last movie with Hugh Jackman, Logan at the end of that movie, what we're dealing with is a Wolverine who's after however many years of having this adamantium skeleton and being alive for hundreds of years that essentially Mm -hmm. his healing powers have kind of burnt out. And at that point he does have scars and he does heal like more like a normal person. Now here's a question for me in, Mm -hmm. We don't see Magneto in that movie. Um we don't know if and, and no you know maybe minor spoiler alert but something bad happened with Dr uh uh Professor X rather. Professor
1: X is like his has is now like he has something like mutant dementia.
0: Right. And he's still
1: got his powers unfortunately. Yeah. So he but they just kind of fire off. He's he's a he's an omega level mutant but he can't control
0: it. Like he's Right, exactly. And he's so got mutant incontinence. It it may be that Magneto's not around anymore because of something related to that or maybe he is around but it has been it, it has happened in the comics. I believe Magneto removed The adamantium skeleton from Wolverine at one point and then put it back. What? With his powers? Yes. I'm pretty sure this happened. What a jerk.
1: But was he trying to help him?
0: No. He was just messing Mm. with him. So Magneto's bad again. Well, this was a while ago. This was in like the 90s, I think. But Okay. Sorry. uh, Couldn't, if it was me and I was dying because of this skeleton that was inside of me. God God forbid. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. I would no. I would just stay around. I thank you. I would go to Magneto and say, "Hey, dude, Uh, get get. I know it's gonna hurt, but get this thing out of me. It always hurts." And then he'd be fine. He'd be able to live and be healthy and happy. Mm
2: -hmm. Hmm.
0: Is Magneto the only mutant or super powered individual? ever who could have removed a skeleton from is the only guy that had magnetic I I powers and metal powers
1: no 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 there's a venn diagram ask here. the beyonder
0: I, the beyonder yeah. Just, is
1: he the one that made them go to the thing for the big fight yeah battle world what was that called ba- oh boy people love that didn't they that was the, that was the first big crossover right? i
0: liked it yeah
1: people love that okay um two more things. Oh, do- <laughs> have you seen got- the boys on amazon prime no you told me about it you told me about it you gave you gave it your official okie dokey. shame it's on un-
0: shame on you
1: It's on literally on the very top of my. I want you to
0: see it. I think you're really gonna like it.
1: Okay, I've heard good things, and I I don't want to get spoiled. Not just this is Mindhunter and the boys
0: are my front burner. Not just saying this is a good show, you'll like it, but you, Merlin, will like it. Me in particular. You in particular. It's
1: got it's got that angle, like like Umbrella Academy or you know any of those. It's got that that angle, right? Yes. Are you reading the currents? Are you reading House of X? No. I hear so I've, I've bought both of them so far. So it's Hickman. Hickman mm. is doing X-Men now okay. and people are pretty much raving about it. And there's, I've got to sit down and read these goddamn comics. Cause apparently something very big has happened that people oh. are talking about and I'm trying to avoid it, but I haven't been able to get into it. I haven't been able to get into it. It's, it's very lush looking and it's mm-hmm. Hickman, man. So, you know, Hickman, he's got a lot going on. He's got a lot of ideas, that guy. Okay, I've got, I've got still more odds and sods, but I feel like it's been 31 minutes and
0: 32 seconds.
1: So would you be good enough to tell me about something that you like?
0: I'll tell you about Grammarly. This is a communication Grammarly. tool that helps people improve their writing to be mistake-free, clear, and effective. They encourage everyone, even the best students, even top professionals, to use mm-hmm. Grammarly to do their best work and accomplish even more of their goals. So at, at its heart... Grammarly is it is a writing assistant that it will make you look and sound smarter and this is happening because it looks at what you're writing it understands what you're writing it understands the context of what you're writing for and then helps you. Now, the, what I'm talking about here particularly is, is something called Grammarly Premium. Now, I, I want to take a step back and say the the, the regular sort of entry-level Grammarly, this is their Ooh. free product. This will review critical spelling and grammar. So, already it's, it's free, but it's helpful. But if you really want to go to the next level of things, you check out Grammarly Premium, this will look out for spelling and grammar, but also... Advanced punctuation structure, vocabulary suggestions. H- advanced punctuation? Yes, I love that term. Like it, it under it won't. It's we're not talking about just periods and commas here. We're talking about uh, the the semicolon, for example. It knows about that and will help you with that. People get that wrong all the time. Do you use it with however or not? Grammarly knows, but it has more. It has vocabulary suggestions. It has it understands readability for different occasions. It understands, Oh, I'm writing a business proposal. It's going to make different suggestions for you and help you in different ways than if you're writing a blog post or an academic essay. And then you'll say, well, wait a minute, what if I want to use this on the go? Mm -hmm. You can do that. They, They have it for iOS, Android. Uh, it's there for windows and Mac. Of course it runs in a, in a browser on Chrome, Firefox, Safari, edge, it's everywhere you need it to be, and it's going to help you be a better writer. And uh, I've used this thing myself, and it really does work. Go check it out. Grammarly, G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y, Grammarly.com, slash, back to work. If you go there, you'll get 20% off your Grammarly Premium account today. Last time, URL is Grammarly.com, slash, back to work, 20% off Grammarly Premium Go check it out. Thanks very much to Grammarly for making this show possible.
1: Thanks, but Grammarly. Buk, buk. Uh, that seems like a good deal. Okay, uh, continuing. Wow, so many odds and sods. Uh, yeah, what first you got? of all, got? Uh, the time I do remember because I used the internet web search to find it. Uh, I, by my count, I've read, I've written probably six good things ever. And uh, one of these that I really like was uh, something I wrote on my uh, personal web blog or blog, uh, Kung Fu Grip, called Making the Clackety Noise. And uh, I put that in show notes, and that's where I talk about my family's uh, Pontiac. Oh, cool. And how and how we should all write, write little things. Not big things. We should all write little things more. Okay. Also, I, uh, could you please go to the uh, Google search engine?
0: Yes, I'm there.
1: Okay. Uh, and you're going to do an image search. Okay. Because I found it. Um, search for 1982 thunderbird
2: okay
0: looking yes uh that has the real real like that's got a 70s look wouldn't you say yeah absolutely and those headlights are so so different oh absolutely but you know this is
1: what you think of you think of a thunderbird yeah i had a lady friend a different lady friend not the one with the dot although she did have dots she's from tampa Uh Uh, she she had a uh she had a hand-me-down uh i believe it was a thunderbird it was a very very heavy car. Now here's what I'd like you to do. So you got you got this. You got a mental image, yes, uh, and an actual image of, of yes. what a 1982. Please change the date to
0: 1983. Okay. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that's you. You have just identified ibuprofen. Everything bad about the really the 80s. Oh, look at, well, suddenly what's weird is you look at that
1: 1982 Thunderbird, Horrible, horrible. the 1982 Thunderbird looks like it could have been made at any point from 1969 to 1982, not in a bad way. The 1983 Thunderbird could only have been made in In 1983.
0: (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) Yeah. Horrible. This is the
1: problem with modernity.
0: This is what I'm saying. Like ever since this time period, cars started looking bad. This is our concern, dude. (laughs) That's
1: bad. Um, what else did we have? Oh, I had some about my English ivy. I'm worried about my English ivy, um, but that's not really a topic. What else do we have? Um, what? Wait, did we have more things? Where, where's our? Wait, hang on. What's happening here? We mm-hmm. go, admin. Here we go, admin. Hmm, hmm, hmm. How old were the actors? I'm clicking. Oh, oh, oh. Other thing. Other thing. Other thing. Uh, send it to you in Skype. Oh, wait. Would you rather have me send it to you in text?
0: Uh, it doesn't matter. I can. I can look at either screens. No problem.
1: Uh, you're good but like I-
0: that. Yeah,
1: I'll send it to you on the uh, on the text channel here. Okay, click click on that. All right, and this is the kind of thing that Wolfram Alpha does. This is in show notes, and what I searched for in Wolfram Alpha was Star Wars release date to today, mm-hmm. and you can see it has a result a return.
2: Hmm,
0: forty two years, years, two months, twenty six days. Twenty six days. mm Hmm. This is a neat site. Why do they? Why did they respond with things as a graphic? Oh, uh, I think those are that gifs. Is to gifs pro- or gifs as one is one? A- to as they say, I,
1: say I-, I think it's to prevent scraping. Is my guess? I mean, to, to, to oh, sorry, I should say to 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 prevent easy scraping because you can mm-hmm. then click if you mouse over, you can click on plain text. I see. What do you think? You're a data scientist. What do you think?
0: I think it has to be what you said. I think it's to prevent. Uh, It from script but then they offer an api that would give you the same response in a what happens if you upgrade to pro
2: Mm.
0: oh they have them for students so
1: you should get cash pro premium Mm -hmm. for students pro upgrade to pro Mm. for everyone pricing
0: body horror
1: body horror
0: David biological Kronenberg. horror organic horror or visceral horror is horror fiction in which the horror is principally derived from unnatural graphic transformation just basically think about
1: david cronenberg
0: degeneration or destruction of the physical body think about your old me. buddy
1: jeff goldblum in the fly like think about it <clears> occurring <throat> to you that you are turning into
0: a fly mm-hmm. Body. i think horror.
1: also you guys goes back to uh you know let's be honest franz kafka you go back mm-hmm. to uh, the Awakening. Oh yeah. so I searched for Barry Windsor Smith Weapon X, mm. which was big. Oh my God! Oh Jiminy Christmas! Yeah, I have the trade of this. Look at that! All right, can we send it to you? you can Yeah, now send it to me. Uh, okay, is that gonna work? Uh, uh, I don't think that worked. How do I don't get the actual URL? Anyway, body horror. Um, me and my English Ivy. Here's the problem. I'm trying to get better i'm trying to get in i'm not trying to get into plants like in a sexual way but i am trying to introduce more plants into my life first of all turns out it's not precisely true that plants like nasa has studies about this but like there's there's a lot of people think you buy plants and it cleans your air it doesn't really clean your air really i mean yes carbon dioxide etc but you know mostly it's just nice to have plants So I've been buying plants that are nominally easy to take care of, but like I'm not doing well with them and they're all different and it's hard. And my English Ivy, which I thought was going to be trivially easy to take care of is suffering a little bit. And here's part of the problem for me. Okay. This is the problem of expertise as we like to talk about. I go and I look for care tips for plants. of course it's mostly garbage sites, you know, a wiki how kind of stuff Mm with 35, you know, line drawings. Um, is so the advice is like, water it, but not too much. <laughs> yeah. Let it get light, but not too much. And it's like, give me something I can use. Give me a number. Give me something I, I can quantify. My ivy's not thriving, and I want my ivy to thrive. I want it to be luxurious. But instead, it looks like a tree right before it rains. You know, like when the when the leaves flip over? You know that uh, trick? Ah, yes. Yeah. Anyways, I'm working on that. It's frustrating. I don't so, blame you. Me. You know, I bought a big fig tree. My, my, my lady wanted a plant for her birthday. I bought her a big, uh, I think it's called an umbrella fig tree. Umbrella fig tree. And so here's, here's what you do with the umbrella fig tree. It likes water, but not too much. It likes light, but not too much. And you got to prune it, but not too much. I think it's a jam up, Dan. I don't think people know how to take care of plants. And I, I think I'm the one who carries that burden because I, I really am trying.
0: Yeah, I don't know how to take care of plants either. I'm always amazed when someone has this amazing garden and I can barely keep my lawn alive.
1: I know. Well, my lady, uh, you know, she's she used to be quite the gardener. She'd taken some organic gardening and composting classes and she knew all the drills and eggshells and stuff, but, you know, I'm busy. I do podcasts and stuff, so.
0: Well, uh, we have some uh, instant, instant feedback from one of our <laughs> listeners <laughs> on Twitter. Oh, cool. Uh, cool, cool. F, uh, Craig, who is at FPC. Craig says oh, hi, Craig! AMC Pacer was the beginning of the end.
1: Pacer and, and the Gremlin were, my father, were inexpensive. That was, that was AMC who, you know, my grandfather, uh, uh, worked at, did own. Yeah. It was at an AMC dealership back in the day. That was the AMC's attempt to do a compact or right. Like, they, yeah, were, a compact they were, they were com-
0: trying to compete, I guess with Honda with or the VW. whatever. Well, right. especially with VW. Oh, know, the, right. The of course.
1: The, the Beetle, I think was where a lot of that started for an American audience but yeah absolutely sure. and then Toyota and uh, eventually Honda
0: yeah. my my father got a gremlin um, mm-hmm. for a, a well, very very short period of time and he, this is as the I have a lot of inexplicable memories from my childhood, but the most inexplicable of all and just I just want people to think, especially parents in the audience, to imagine having your son do this. My dad got this so that the uh, gremlin came out. I'm pretty sure it was, I'm going to guess it was probably 77, 78 at the time period. Cause I think that the gremlin came out in the early seventies, but they were still making them. Through the late seventies, if I'm not wrong about that, so I'm mm-hmm. prom- and I
1: don't I don't think the the the, the as John Sirkus says the trim options might have changed, but the basic <laughs> form factor I think stayed a lot the same. That's right. The Pacer looked like a fishbowl, and, and the Gremlin looked like you know uh, I don't know like a, if a, if a fishbowl was uh, public housing.
0: So when he got this vehicle, he had me come with him to the dealership, and I don't know why, but. He had taken the license plate off of his old car and for whatever reason, couldn't attach it to the new gremlin. So they had me sit. Now the gremlin's a quote unquote hatchback. Mm -hmm. They had me sit in the back and hold up the license (gasps) plate. Danny hold the license plate. Yes. Yes. And and it was done. I remember this. It had a piece of twine that was from one corner (laughs) of the license plate to the other. And they had me hold it up by the center of the piece of twine. And they kept saying, don't let it swing around too much back there. And I had to hold this thing up on the drive home. (laughs) It's so strange to me. Why was I doing this? That's why he brought me to the dealership was to do this. What? And I don't. I don't know. It's so weird to me. I swear on my life, this it's one, happened. But it's one of
1: those. It's one of those flashbulb memories of childhood, where like once you really start thinking about it, it's that kind of thing. Where you're like, wait a minute, what did that happen? Did it happen the way I think? And if it happened anywhere near the way I think, why did that happen?
0: Why did that happen? I don't know.
1: Episode twenty-seven of your back to work program. Danny, hold the license plate.
0: Was that what that? Now yeah, I knew 2nd, we talked 2011.
1: about Two thousand eleven. Dan. Yeah.
0: I would never put one of my children loose in the back of, of a no. hatchback, hold, let alone- hold a government,
1: to, uh, government
0: uh-huh. plate, yeah. Now, this image that I just sent you, I've got problems with. Um, oh, it's very upsetting. Th- it, it is upsetting on many levels, but the most upsetting part is where the claws come out of his fist. They should come out- more between the knuckles. Bet- yeah, between the knuckles. These yeah. sort of rise out and then curve forward from what looks like the center of his hand in a way that's impossible unless they'd been pushed through from the palm of his hand, through his hand and coming out Yeah, that yeah way.
1: Yeah, one of the primary injuries, that uh, kinds of injuries that keeps me from showing my kid uh, Lo- Logan, which uh-huh. my wife has roundly banned. Mm-hmm. She has specifically, with extreme prejudice, banned us from watching Logan. And I'm like, it's not that bad. And hey, Cash got to watch it. Yeah. But there's a lot of, like, putting claws through, like, somebody's neck. Yes. Kind of stuff. And that's kind of... Also, they're not... John Syracuse would not like this. They don't line up at the ends. They're they they they're different lengths of claw.
0: Well, they would be naturally different lengths because they're coming from slightly yeah. higher and lower points. Hmm. Yeah. And this it's a, good, it's a good point. Now, you know, this is... Again, there's retcons and retcons
1: and retcons. Yeah. I mean, one of the huge retcons was, as designed by... I forget who mm. graphically when he fights the Hulk from mm-hmm. that point he, th- they were actually part of a glove they were not considered to be part of his body I think for a few years even even in Giant Size X-Men number one I'm pretty sure they were still a glove right a glove yeah and then they made the steel claws part of his body and then at, then when they retconned with the Project X stuff uh, they retconned that, that he had metal claws and the reason for the metal claws was Project X what's the guy's name what's the guy's name the guy who did that
0: Amy Adams is 45 today.
1: Amy Adams, 45. Who could believe that? Who could believe that? Gosh, isn't she a gift? I love her. I love her. Her and Rachel McAdams. They should do a movie where they kiss. (laughs) 1983 Thunderbird on closing these tabs. You saw Game Night, right? Yes. That's a fun movie.
2: It was a good one. trying to
1: make fetch happen. Okay, got that, got that. Got to fix my email forwards, closing that. Some of my email forwards work, some don't. Dosage of anxiety, medicine, closing that. Well, from Alpha.
0: Dan, tell me about something you like. I would like to tell you about Monday.com. Not only Monday.com, does it help teams, ma- teams manage work <laughs> and meet deadlines, it also builds a culture of transparency that helps people work better together. You can manage all of your core business activities in one place, talking from high level roadmaps to specific day-to-day tasks. There are 65,000 plus teams already getting things done with monday.com. Here's the thing I'll tell you about it. It's easy to use. You can go in there and you can you can build a board from scratch. That's what they do. They build boards. This is what I want you to go and try this because it's very cool. I've used this. Or you can choose from a selection of templates and tailor it to your team's own workflow. So you're not trying to, you're not, so many sites you go in and you're like, I don't know where to start. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Monday will not do that to you. They will not leave you hanging that way. And they are going to help you automate your workflows. They have reminders. They have notifications. They allow for file uploads. It can be from your computer, from Dropbox, from Google drive. You're going to create accountability, which is Merlin's number one thing creating Mm -hmm. accountability by assigning owners to keep track of who's doing what. So you can say this person owns this thing and now they're accountable for that thing. And that goes into the workflow. I mean, it might sound complicated, but it's really not once you see it, but you're, you're going to stay on track. You're never going to miss a deadline. There's this cool view called my week, which is like a personal assistant for you and your team that helps show you what's supposed to be happening, what other people are doing. It's very, very cool. And, uh, and I, I, I think this is one of those tools that if people take a look at this, it's really going to help them say, wow, why was I doing it like this other way before? This is so much better. Check it out. It's at monday.com and you'll get a 14-day free trial by going to monday.com slash back to work just like that in your, in your URL, monday.com slash back to work. Go check it out. 14-day free trial. Support the show and uh, make your make your work life better. Thanks very much. To Monday.com for supporting this program with Merlin Mann. Thanks, Monday.com. Buck buck. And now on to your main topic.
1: My main topic. Next the show. I I have <laughs> uh, something I've labeled here as amorphous topic. Because <laughs> I'm not sure what the topic is. I, I I have I've been gathering some string about uh an idea that I thought would appeal to you. You know, Dan, you do a thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Did you know you do a thing
0: sometimes? I'm sure I do. What is it?
1: You do a thing sometimes where you talk about, uh, and, and this way I sometimes find credulous and, and sometimes don't. You talk about how it used to be and we gather around the campfire and yeah. we're never meant to be under lights and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. But one thing you like to talk about is it seems to me that, uh, the reason I bring this up is it seems to me that you are genuinely interested in the role of devices in our life in ways that may be unintentionally harmful and the role of, you tell me if I'm getting this right, but the, the role of our decision-making and mindfulness in deciding how to interact. So you've talked about things like, I only really want to use my computer for worky work. Right. I don't want to have screens telling me what to do all the time. Sure. I want to take breaks. Sometimes I just need to not be on Twitter. Is it, can you uh, put some uh, meat on that bone?
0: You couldn't be more right. This is definitely a, a wheelhouse thing for me. Okay. Uh, I, I feel that, We have given up a tremendous amount of not only attention, but control, uh, to the devices that, that we use. How many of us sit down in front of a computer, not to use it as a tool, but to sort of say to the computer, entertain me, provide me with <laughs> entertainment for the next eight hours. I don't bring want to me,
1: bring me whatever you think I would find distracting for a day. <laughs> and I will trust
0: you to do the right thing with yeah. me and my attention what and my personal information. <laughs> yeah, we do it. I think we do it too much. I mean, this is one of the reasons that I don't wear any kind of like, although I have tried that I don't wear a, uh, a smartwatch watch um of any kind and and yeah sure I look at I'm just like everyone though I I'm I'm victim to it I look at my phone way more I think than I should way less than a lot of people but way more than I would believe if you actually told me or showed me 10 years ago and said one day you're gonna be staring at this thing all the time I'd say you're stupid no I'm not but here I am um and you had an interesting experience recently it sounds like
1: well, yeah, and I, I just I want to really I want to be clear about this. This is not a this is not a screed or a Jeremiah ad. This is not um, this is not really anything. It's nothing. Where I'm, I there have a I have a couple little tips based on my own experience. But what what I really wanted to talk about was, oh, it's so boring to people. It's so boring when you say like, <laughs> what? How do you how do you how do you how do you lose weight? Right? Mm-hmm. Well. You eat a little bit less and you exercise a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, how do I like really jumpstart my new diet? Well, you jumpstart your diet. By the next time you eat eat a little bit less and you jumpstart your diet by next time you have the opportunity, move a little bit more Mm -hmm. because that doesn't have a cute name apart from common sense. And so, uh, the, so the experience that I had was, um, uh, my wife has a, has a big lady executive job and she has things to do. And a couple times a year, uh, she has events that she organizes, runs, and administers and manages offsites for the doctors and the scholars where she works at cool. a medical school. And so um, one of the things she does is she, uh, she organizes the organizers who put those things together, and it's usually at some kind of a you know, hotel or resort or lodge or whatever it is. And um, more often than not, my daughter and I tag along, and it's the world's easiest, as John Syracuse says, vacation, in the sense that we have nothing, my daughter and I, have nothing. We have to do. Mm-hmm. There's no relatives to visit. There's no theme park lines to wait in. I, if we want to watch five episodes of Monk, we can do that. <laughs> and if we want to go to the pool in the hot tub, we can do that. And it's you know it's paid for, <laughs> so it's pretty great. Yeah. I mean, the worst. I mean, basically, we foot the bill for a lot of room service. But apart from that, you know, it's a great. I mean, it's a no brainer, as the youths like to say. And so, um, you know, one of my ongoing goals, as you know, I'm always trying to optimize the details of travel. So I do things like checklists. I do things like at this point now I have this really, I have a really, I think, well thought out banker's box in which I put everything I need. That's not suitcase things like the dad hat, the dad shirt, the toiletries bag, the packing cubes, um. You know, all the things I know I'm going to need for travel that aren't like the clothes
2: mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: So some of that anxiety has gone down and uh, you know, trips where I don't have to fly, don't have to have transfers, not transfers, but you know, connecting flights. Right. Um, it's the kind of like, I would be dumb not to figure out a way to get into this three night visit very quickly to basically leave for this three-day trip where my wife's going to drive. Mm-hmm. I I would be nuts not to get better about getting into that as quickly as possible, minimizing the number of ways I feel tethered back to that world and to treat it like a legitimate according to Hoyle vacation in the sense of, you know, I'm moving all my OmniFocus stuff out. I'm moving, you know, I I don't need to do things like email, auto-responses, and my shows are done. I don't have to reschedule anything. Basically, we—I finished recording a show on Wednesday. We hop in the car and then we come back Saturday morning. Right, right. So it occurred to me that—and again, this is very, very slight. So please don't expect a lot. But I says to myself, I says, you know what? In the John Roderick spirit of Aloha, mm-hmm. why don't I? Why don't I not only try getting into this trip before I leave, but why don't I take a few minutes to think about all the things? That I, not only that I don't want to deal with while I'm away, but things I have no intention of dealing with while I'm away. Do you know what I mean?
2: There's, yes. There's a,
1: thing, there's a thing that we anxious people do. You, we talk about that word, checking. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked a lot about, at least with my anxiety, and I think to some extent with yours, we're always checking, we're scanning the horizon. Mm-hmm. And, and to quote, to quote, to quote the, uh, the great poet, what is this in service of? Why am I sca- why, why would I want to be scanning, scanning, scanning while I'm away? Well, I'll tell you why. It's maybe it's a little anxiety and maybe it's a little bit of OCD, but it's that desire for, I want to know that I can continue to not be checking by checking.
2: Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. follow? Yes.
1: Oh, I'm just going to check in. I'm just going to hop in. I'm just going to look at my mail. Oh, I'm just going to look. I'm just going to like, you know, I have no intention of doing anything about anything while I'm away. Well, what if there's an emergency? Well, if there's an emergency, I'll probably hear about it. But, you know, here's the thing. We're an hour and a half away from the house. What am I going to do about that emergency? Mm -hmm. Call the fire department? Call the police? You know, call the church police? Like, I I, don't—what am I going to do? Really? Really? And this is the problem. This is the problem every day for people like me and maybe like people like you and maybe like you, the listener— is that there is that element in OCD in particular which I don't think I have per se although my anxiety makes it close enough for government work which is you know the the o the o is i can't stop obsessively thinking about this and the c is i can't stop compulsively doing some kind of checking to try and tamp down the obsessive thought which as we know for a lot of folks just makes the obsession get worse and the compulsion get worse mm-hmm. you can never check the oven enough there has to be a different solution that's my that's my prologue to what i was trying to accomplish here and i and i did this i i, I chose some things that i thought were interesting but mm-hmm. then i was also treated to some things that i hadn't planned on that were interesting do you have anything to, to say at this?
0: no i'm i'm very curious to hear what you're about to say. It's though. very small. It's
1: very small. But you know you know what the hugest one was? Mm. Um, I'm already somebody who doesn't love a badge on iOS. Um, I have, since you've had any control, one has had any control over this. I have turned off badges on apps for a long time because mostly, I don't know. I mean, there's other ways for me to find out about things. And if I turn on, I personally, and maybe this is just me, I turn on my phone and I see a bunch of red pa- red badges mm-hmm. on the screen. But it's stressful. I feel like I, it's stressful. It's very stressful. And I feel like I just got assigned a bunch of work of unknown value. You know, it's, it's like, and uh, uh, Roderick on the line yesterday, John was talking about trying to make some space for his stuff at his baby mama's house. And, having to go through boxes that are mostly bills from 1996, except for his daughter's birth certificate. And that anxiety of like, oh my God, this is like 4% useful, but the useful in here is incredibly useful. And Mm -hmm. everything else is just, why are you saving bills from 1996? That's badges to me. So if I turn on my phone and I see three notifications, I don't get that much mail. I see a a red badge on Gmail that says three, three what? What? Well, yeah. I won't know until I go and find out. Now, you got to do that. You got to go do that. And the thing is that 3 could be anything. It's probably something from Amazon or my bank or you know what I mean? Like it's a notification that something happened. Now, side tip here. Um, that will become this, this, this will feed into some other advice that I have. But I'll tell you one thing I do in Gmail is if I start noticing that I'm getting a lot of uh, notification stuff, that's not that useful. Well, first of all, I unsubscribe if I can. But if it's something like Amazon, where they're saying, okay, we got your order, this order has shipped, et cetera, et cetera, that kind of stuff. And I get a fair amount of that. I will increasingly create a filter, which you can do in Gmail. When you get the email, uh, you know, you can, um, filter, make a filter based upon that email. But you you might know, but remember that you can do that. So find the string in the subject line of all those types of emails. Do a search for that across email, across Gmail. And then in my case, I like to say, uh, mark this as read and archive it. Because I don't really need that. I get delivery notifications in, guess what? The deliveries app. If it's something I need to know about, if it's just toilet paper, paper towels, or organ replacements, like I don't need to know about that. Yeah, it'll show up. That's a theme though. A theme of this is, Start noticing when you're being told something you don't need to know or don't want to know. I don't mean as in like running away from problems type stuff, but more of like, I don't need to know the paper towels shipped. Like why, (laughs) why should that be feeding into the red badge? Mm -hmm. I want that red badge. I want to get down to where that red badge only lights up if it's something super important. But how about, how about I cut the Gordian knot and I just shut off that badge? which I did. So I shut off my Gmail notifications while I was away. I shut off the red badge. So now that's just a little box that may or may not have stuff in it. Mm -hmm. And I said to my, this was actually not that hard because I don't get that much email and I don't get that much crazy important stuff in email. But I I said, you know, I'm gonna choose to look at email when I feel like looking at it. This is where this becomes exceptionally not interesting because I still wanted to use my devices. We have pretty good Wi-Fi. And I like looking at Twitter. I like reading the news. I like reading Instapaper. I was not trying to not use devices at all, but I did want to get picky about how the device was allowed to have an impact on my attention and maybe even my morning. Like if there's something that's going to get me wound up that I'm not going to do anything about until I get back, why would I even do that? So I went and I shut off, I shut off a bunch of notifications, a bunch of notifications that like, so one fun thing you can do, I think this is an iOS 12. Yeah. I believe that you can go in and go and see like what you're getting the most notifications from, Mm -hmm. which can be very illuminating. So like in my case, it's messages, the messages app. I get so many notifications from the messages app because people text me. Right. Um, Remember, you can go in and you go? Where do you go to see this? um, I don't have my phone in front of me. But it's. I think it's under. It might be under um, the uh, what's it called screen time. Okay, might be. I'll have to look
0: it up. I'll grab mine and look it up while you while ba- you continue. Ba- ba-
1: basic theme. Basic theme here is I, I. I'm not. I'm not here to say stop using your devices. Um, no, I like really like them. I'm perhaps a little bit unlike Dan. I do wear a watch. I do look at an iPad, and an iPhone a lot. I got a lot of pickups through the day. What I don't want. I think it's important actually to make this distinction. I mean, you could choose to just say, I'm going cold turkey and I'm just going to use a Snoopy notebook from now on because screw the world. Most of us can't do that. That would be a very privileged thing to say that, I'm not saying you're saying that, but that would be a very privileged thing to say, well, from now on, I'm just going to use a pen and paper and everybody can go, you know, you know eat a bag of nuts. Um, we can't do that. But we can choose to be more picky about what's allowed. God, please lavish this on yourself. What's allowed to change your day? What is what is allowed to change your day? What's allowed to change your mood? What's allowed to tell you what you're doing right now doesn't matter. That's what it comes down to in some ways. When you get a notification, when you get a red badge, when you get any of those things, that's your device, the apps and services inside your device, telling you there may be something in the world that's more important than what you're doing right now. And there's never going to be fewer of those things unless you make a decision about it. So, you know, again, privilege. But that was great for me. And the funny part is, I I was like, this is cool. I can look at Gmail 50 times a day if Mm -hmm. I want, Mm -hmm. but I don't have to be a servant of the red badge title.
0: That's good. That's a good one.
1: And so that's what I did. And then I came back and I kept it off. And so far, it's only been a few days. So far, nothing has exploded. Now, here's another one. This is, uh, we were fortunate to have pretty good Wi Fi at this place, which was awesome. And it didn't have any, like, we were able to, like, I could even stream things. It was mm-hmm. that kind of Wi Fi where it's like fast enough, like maybe like 35 megabits down. Right. Um, and whatever around that up. Um, but, you know, it was fine. I can, as I'll mention later, I was even running a VPN and it was, it was fine. Mm. Um, but, um, What's interesting was we were basically we were out in a little bit of the boonies, we were up where uh, Alfred Hitchcock (laughs) shot the birds, Um, and um, there was no phone service. There was no phone service. There was no cell service. No, sorry, uh, like there was no like data, right? Mm -hmm. No calls, no data, right? Which is really frustrating for my wife because she wasn't able to log into some stuff because of the way she does two FA. Anyway, though, uh, you could go somewhere else. Like, if you went to I didn't beach. even
0: think about that being a problem with two FA. Oh,
1: there's so much stuff where that becomes an issue. Um, like, I just bought this uh, to—long story short—to be able to, like, I, I have this kind of monkey-ass way I'm trying to sync media to my Synology while still having it on my external drive. Mm-hmm. And I bought this app, and like, if you're not connected to Wi-Fi, it won't let you activate it. Like, there are services where if you haven't logged in in a while you won't be able to, like, watch a movie because it's been too long since you oh, talked right. to the mothership. That happens. <laughs> um, even even my beloved 1Password, uh, I 1Password does not sync as often as I would prefer. Hmm. The Notes app. Let's talk about the Notes app. If you haven't opened your Notes app in a while, you may be very surprised about what Has not synced because it only syncs when you open the notes app. Interesting.
0: No, I did not know that. It's bad.
1: (laughs) So, you know, part of my, again, my compulsion, whenever I travel, there's, I have this list of apps I know I need to open to make sure they've synced before I lose connectivity. Um, But here's what's interesting about that is, uh, first of all, I mean, at this point, uh, just a, a quick catch up on where I am with spam calls. I, All right. I now, I now. well, this is related um, because I use this thing called AT&T Call Protect, which is a service I'm happy to pay for from AT&T that does filtering at the network level. It, before it even gets to your phone, it's checking against known spam callers. Um, but further to that, um, so, so basically iOS 13, uh, of which I'm running the beta, iOS 13 plus AT&T Call Protect. Wow, that's a pretty cool hand. Mm-hmm. Um, because you now have the ability, you will have the ability in iOS 13 to flip a radio button that says, if this call that I've received is not in my contacts list, send it directly to voicemail. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's kind of annoying. I mean, some of times when you might want to turn it off now, AT&T call protect, like I say, it's filtering at a network level. Um, and you know, if it, if it knows that it's spam, if it knows that it's a nuisance, if it knows that it's a scam, um, it does not let the call go through and it does send it to voicemail. Now, so and plus then I have these like three other filtering apps where like I feel at this point the 18T call protect for now is working well enough that I'm not going to re up my subscription with all of the pay. Right. Not 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 out of cheapness, but just because I'm getting what I need out of these things without having to like deal with the apps, but um now, here's the crazy thing. You know, like when you get a new app, like you, you hit all the buttons. Oh, I hit all the buttons. Get my contacts, get my photos, get all the things. Oh, I better hit these buttons so it'll work. You know, <laughs> let's come back to that in a second. Okay. I hit all the buttons so it'll work. Oh, it's got to all work. Um, but I was getting notifications about ATT Call Protect saying, hey, pop up, I'm working. I just banned this known scam call. And I'm like, yay, good puppy, you get a cookie. What am I doing? What? Why would I even need to know that? That's insane. That would be like Gmail, which is pretty good at spam, mostly. That would be like getting a Gmail notification that it just found a a Russian lady who wants to give me Bitcoin. Like, no, I I don't need to know that. (laughs) That's why was that on? I'm a smart guy. I went to college, but I had, I turned off that notification. I turned off all the notifications for those. And guess what? I've got no cell service. How about this? So the only way that I got phone calls, quote unquote, was if something went through to voicemail. It was so great. It's like, this is the world that I want. I don't want my phone. I know you love your phone and you love talking on the phone. But for me, I I don't want my phone to work as a phone until I need to make a call or until I need to be contacted by someone that I know. If someone that I know calls me, it'll come through. And in that case, it won't ring because there's no phone service. But I do have Wi-Fi. So it will go to voicemail. Mm -hmm. That was super interesting to me. Um, That caused me to think about that uh, differently. I got more here, but why don't you tell me about something you like? I got a little Uh, bit more,
0: a little bit more. Did you have a third thing? I do have a third thing. It is the third thing is Squarespace.
1: Squarespace. Are you even kidding me?
0: I am not kidding. Squarespace is one of these companies that they really are focused on making things easier for their customers. They want you to have a really good experience, but they want it to be easy. And that's why they've done things that, that really seem impossible. When you think about making a website, you think about what code? You think about HTML, you think about CSS. Of course, they eliminated all of that. But then you start thinking, well, great. I'm sure that every Squarespace site just looks like every other Squarespace site. Not true. They have a ton of different templates to choose from. And even once you've picked one... It's going to look completely different from anyone else's website who's picked the same template because you get to totally customize it. And you do that by just having fun and clicking with the different options, picking your own fonts from the, from, and all of this happens right there with your inside of your web browser and your mouse. You're not typing code. You're just moving little sliders, checking little boxes, and in real time, watching those design changes happen. And that's the one thing that is so amazing about Squarespace, and I can tell you from, from building products like this over the years how hard this is and how they make it seem so easy to do all of that stuff in real time. One of my favorite things that you can do with Squarespace, if you're like me, you get tired of looking at the same site that you're maintaining and managing and running for months or even years they make it so easy to completely change everything on the site because the content is separate from the display. You can go and pick a new template, make your customizations. They got, the layers.
1: they got layers to this, Dan. There's the structure of your site. There's the look of your site. And then there's the content of your site. They're all different. They're all independent. You can change any of them without changing the other things. Yes. I don't want to lose that in the lights. I I had a vision. I mentioned this on Roderick on the line yesterday, but I had a vision. I woke up Saturday morning for some reason. I had a good night's sleep. It was the morning. I listened to uh, Tiny Dancer. Mm-hmm. I uh, I had a I had a vision, uh, which was I woke up with this sudden crystal clear vision that I need to post more things on the internet. Little things, little things, maybe images, maybe little bits of writing, but not not on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, I wanted a totally no BS experience. I don't even want any SEO. I don't want any trackers. I had this, but you know, it's weird. You have that sometimes like once every two or three years, I woke up with this very clear vision and I grabbed my iPad at the hotel. And I I remember that I have a paid for Squarespace that I'm not using. Right. And I was, and I, and I got to go and do it. I got to go and like do what we're talking about here. It was so great. It was so fun. It was so easy. Now I prefer doing that stuff on the desktop. So that Saturday when I got home, I came straight to my office and I went in and I picked a template I'm not saying I'm going to do this. I'm not going to say it's going to be a thing. But I was reminded what a joy it is to use this site. Seriously, I mean, I, they they can pay me to to they can pay me to, to talk about Squarespace. So they, they can't pay me to love it. And uh, I <laughs> I can just tell you, I am yet again a customer. And uh, I really I think failing, <laughs> failing expertise, interest and time. Squarespace is your best bet for you and the people, you know, and it is just, please just go. If you've heard this, but you've never played with it, get the free trial and play with it. That's what they're encouraging folks to do. Play with it.
0: That's right. That's their, Mm. they can run with that. Yeah. Squarespace.com slash it's your show. That's where you go to get a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code. It's your show. You'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website, but they also do domains too. You can use that same code on your first purchase for a domain instead. It's It's Your Show, 10% off at squarespace.com slash it's your show. And thanks very much to them for making this show possible.
1: Thanks, Squarespace. Bawk, bawk. So to summarize, and then we can go. That's it for me anyway. Um, to summarize, what I'm, what I'm really trying to say here is I'm not is I'm not saying you need to go on a fad diet. What I'm saying is eh, be aware, be, be aware of what you really need. Cause here, here's a funny thing. Oh God, there's that phrase. People use technical debt. So te- technical debt as, as Dan and probably a lot of our listeners know, are like, when you are uh, perhaps even unknowingly beholden to the w- decisions that you've made in the past, mm-hmm. especially with you know programming or any kind of technical stuff and technical debt can be costly in a way that's not clear until you, you know, eventually try to fix it. Fair. Very fair. How would you describe, how would you describe technical debt?
0: I mean, technical debt is one of those things that you, when you enter into software development, there is this cost of additional rework from taking an easy solution now instead of going to the harder solution, Mm -hmm. which is going to be a better approach. For the duration. It might be
1: costly and time consuming and then those accumulate into more and more debt.
0: Right. And then each decision that you make subsequently is going to increase the complexity and the time later. Mm-hmm. And you can never really dig out of that te- uh, technical debt. And
1: so in my case, like I can tell you um, technical debt in this sense means all the times I just hit the button because I wanted to do the thing. Right. And there, there is some advice coming in a minute, so brace yourself, put on your advice hat. Um, so over time, I mean, you can go, for example, right now, you can go on your phone to settings and then privacy and see the number of times that you have said, it's okay, not you, but other people have gone in and said, um, allow tracking of my location always. You know, they're, they're right. pretty good options. It varies a little bit by app, but they usually like, you know, allow all the time, allow while using, uh, never allow or ask. Are some use some options that you may see. But it can be, I have in the past, I think like some people, uh, gone in and very carefully looked at every one of those. Yes. And basically there are a few that I know I want on. Like if ta-ta-ta, I, I use, because of some um, geofencing that I do, I know I want that on.
0: Right, like I have dark <clears throat> sky set to always. Yeah,
1: dark skies, uh, you know, canary, nest, all all those kinds of things that rely on geofencing, I do leave on uh, gyroscope, gyroscope. Um, you know, just because it's a location tracking app. That's why I use it. So anyway, um, but, you know, the, the, so I'm pretty good about that. I'm pretty good about, especially if it's an app, I don't know I'm really going to need. I will not, I mean, you, you'll see this. You put a new app on your phone and it's going to ask you stuff like, allow, you know, will you allow notifications? Will you allow me to get to your contacts? Will you allow me to get to your photos? Will you allow me to track your location? Um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so even if you haven't done that a lot in the past, you probably have done it some, and I will speculate that there's at least one instance of that you don't need. Guess what? I haven't used a Fitbit in months and months and months. It used to be I would wear an Apple Watch and a Fitbit. I eventually found that Apple Watch did all the stuff my, that I was still, my Fitbit became this legacy thing. Guess what? My Fitbit still had all the access. Mm. Not, this is not a problem. I'm not, I'm not throwing shade at Fitbit. What I am saying is I, I, it had not occurred to me that there was an app I don't and won't need that is still gathering all that data about me. Is there a chance that there's an app on your phone that's gathering data about you that you don't know, realize, or want it to be doing? Um, I'll bet that is a real chance. And again, it's not any one app I'm talking about here. But here's the other thing, and this, this is, again, kind of related. Okay, so that advice is going to be, you can do that today. I would say go in and give yourself a little attention audit. Go and try and find all the places where you could gather back a little of your attention. One thing one thing you can do right now is go to settings, go to notifications, go to location tracking, go to all those things. I'm not saying become a nut, but I am saying, you know what? Turn it off or turn it to ask and see if you're going to need it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that wonderful freedom of having your credit card compromised. Where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to, within like, from one month to a year from now, I'm going to discover all the things I don't really need to be subscribed to. It's a weird, oddly freeing thing. Um, So that's a thing that you could do. Another thing is, I know you know this because you're a smart cookie. If you get an iOS notification, slide from right to left, and you'll see that there's an option there called Manage. If you're getting a butt ton of notifications, click that Manage. You can immediately say deliver quietly, meaning don't like audibly bug me, but you can also hit to go straight to that that app's notification section to trim down what you're getting. Remember, you can go in and say turn off badge. Only give these kinds of notifications. I know you know this, but remember that you know this and then do something about it. Now, here's the other thing, and then I'm almost done. Uh, I'm always interested in looking at VPNs. I've run various VPNs in the past. There's been a lot of buzz in the last few months about a new app I told, well, didn't say told you about, but I mentioned to you, Dan, to try out that I'm finding super interesting. I'm going to bracket and set aside the whole, should you trust this company as a VPN? I'll let other people argue about that. There's a new app, a relatively new app called Guardian that has recently come out that I think is very intriguing. As much as I can, I think I trust the people who make it. I don't know. I mean, there's lots of guides out there. You can go to Torrent Freak, for example, and find their advice for the best VPNs. There's some really good tables of VPNs that will show you, like, if you're in extreme circumstances in other countries, it can give you some very good advice on hardening uh, your privacy and security. Um, Guardian is really interesting because it is a VPN, they're calling it a VPN plus a firewall. For iOS, mm-hmm. did you get a chance to download this? By any time?
0: Yes, I did, and I installed it, and it's uh, it's here. Isn't it interesting? Yeah, it's very interesting. I haven't seen an application that really takes this approach to mm-hmm. kind of collecting it, almost a response kind of thing, where you actually get feedback on what's going on and what what's doing what. In yeah. the context of it VPN. It seems like one of those
1: things, like how did they How did they even, they must have worked with Apple. They had to have, because this, cause this what they're seems doing like a low level crazy. thing. Yeah. Very low level. Yeah. So here's what's interesting about this. So, you know, VPNs, VPNs, they're cool. Um, that That's not, you know, there, there are other VPNs. I love ExpressVPN. I've used Cloudflare. Um, I love the ease of use of ExpressVPN and I would recommend its ease of use. Uh, this one, I just, I, I, I was at the hotel and needed a VPN anyway. And I thought this would be an interesting time to try this. Um, And for, uh, I think, a very reasonable price, uh, considering uh, you get a very easy-to-use one-click firewall on all of your iOS devices on that account, which is kind of crazy. Also, as I mentioned to you in text, I did not see a significant hit on performance with the... VPN. I did some speed tests with it on and off on the pretty good uh, Wi-Fi where I was, and the only time that I, as I mentioned to you, the only time I noticed a hit was when it was already a very, very, very slow connection. If you're mostly on a pretty fast connection, this seems pretty sprightly to me. Mm-hmm. The VPN part's not the not the unique part. The unique part is what they're calling a real-time intelligent firewall. Quoting the website, our number one priority is to find threats before they find you. We periodically scan code available within the app store for security vulnerabilities, privacy issues, invasive trackers, and more. Additionally, we can detect phishing, malware, aggressive advertising, and other traditional security nuisances. So they're calling this a firewall and uh, whatever Disney magic they're doing (laughs) for this, um, what, what it seems to be doing is discovering that when you launch or run an app on your phone, um, it is somehow detecting things like especially um, trackers mm-hmm. and saying, no, I don't think so. <laughs> you can't track me. It's discovering like leaks of location stuff that is unnecessary or invasive. Um, and, and it's just, uh, I didn't get many of these, but it's discovering invasive, over-aggressive ads that try to redirect you on pages and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um. And last, when I checked yesterday, it had discovered 2,113 instances of tracking in the mm. week that I'd been using it. Now, wow. now, here's here's the part that is a little frustrating that I hope they that it would be neat if they changed. It does not tell you what app did the thing. But as I also mentioned to you, you can kind of fake that by like force quitting an app, right? You yeah. force quit an app, you have Guardian open, you switch up, you relaunch that app, and then... After you've launched that app, go pop back over to Guardian. There's a pretty good chance if you, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, uh, chronological reverse chronological order. There's a pretty good chance that you can figure out what (laughs) did the thing by doing that. Yeah. But it was an eye opener for me. I love VPNs. I think that's important. I think we should be using VPNs. Um, again, I'm not doing, I'm not working for Mossad. I'm not a Chinese dissident. I'm not that super worried. It's more like I just don't want people ganking my cookies on open Wi-Fi, stuff like that. Um, but boy, was that ever something where I went, and, and I'm going to bring this back around to, to why I'm telling you this. First of all, cool app. Check it out. I think it's reasonable. It's from a guy who seems really reputable a uh, team. Uh, but you know what it did make me also think? All the times I just hit the button, all the times I just hit the button brought uh-huh. me all these goddamn notifications. It brought me these red badges. But it also brought me a butt-ton of unnecessary and invasive, potentially privacy-stealing stuff right. by just hitting the button. So, you know, again, uh, you know, uh, uh, maybe next time I'm going to ask myself if I really need to be getting this app. If I do need to be getting this app, do, how many of the buttons do I need to be pushing? Mm-hmm. If I have pushed the buttons on the app that I need... Do I maybe, especially if it's an app that I'm using fairly, obvious, it's one of like, you know, whatever, five to 30 apps that I actually use. It's probably not a terrible idea to go check the settings for that and just see if it's doing what you want and expect it to do. And if it's not doing what you want and expect it to do, why don't you make some changes? And so, so my final piece of advice, such as it is, is in, you know, a month or so, iOS 13 will be available to everybody. And I'm going to just mention two things uh, that I think there's always two things with me. Um, One thing is, uh, you're going to get so many pop-ups on iOS and macOS. You're going to get, I can tell you, just running the beta of Catalina on my laptop, there are so many, Jason Snell has talked about this, like a bananas number of pop-ups. Because basically anything that does stuff on your Mac is going to re-ask permission for those things. It's going to say, if it's sending you notifications now, it's going to have to re-ask about that. All of your apps that do location stuff, you're going to start seeing more and more of those pop-ups with the map. I think it's on 12. This says, hey, this thing has been, you know, tracking your location. Here's where it's tracked your location in the past. Do you want to keep using that? Do you want to change it? Yeah. My encouragement to you is I know you're going to be excited to get iOS 13 because it is a fantastic, if still a little buggy, what's in iOS 13, if and when it all works, is really good. Avoid that temptation to just click all the buttons. I know you know this, but that is a chance for you to start over. Dan, I'm tempted to go back to zero and reset my whole phone, just because I would like to re-experience all the buttons I don't want to push. You know that's amazing
0: that, happens, that you say that. Not to interrupt with your saying, but you yeah, know, go, go, go. you you know how I'm like super retentive you like to about run clean. You like to run yes. stuff. and like when I get a new computer, my mom just got a new iMac, and she spent. You know, a couple hours letting Migration Assistant run and do its thing, and it's wonderful mm-hmm. the way how easily it works now. You don't need to plug anything in; you just have the two computers near each other, and they do their thing. Yeah, but of course, there was way. there was a lot of cruft and crap that she'd accumulated over the years, a lot of applications that were stale or unrecognized by Apple's security preference thing. And she's she's still running, you know, the stock OS. She's not doing any like betas and new releases, just regular mm-hmm. stuff. And, you know, the idea of bringing all of that crap with you from your previous install to the next one, I have not done that with a computer in Forever, I use <laughs> iCloud Drive or Dropbox or whatever. That's where my data is going to be stored. All my source code stuff is in GitHub or in a Git repo- a private Git repository. So it's like I could start from scratch with a new computer, and in about an hour, it's all set up and ready to go. I'm not installing anything that I don't need until I realize, oh, I need to do that thing. No, that means I need to go and install that application. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's a little time-consuming. It's a little if,
1: bit of yak shaving, but it's like, yeah. like you know, when you start, when you open up pretty much one password will be the first thing I put in for my right, convenience. I usually put, you know, um, text expander. Of course. I can't do a lot until I've got one.
0: password. There are a number of things that you just have to have on there to do mm-hmm. anything. For me, you know, I definitely would put one password very high on that list. Text expander high on the list, sublime text or, um, or TextMate mm-hmm. high on the list. And so eventually you've got those basic things, you know, you've got to install and you grab them and install them done. But you know, I have not done that with a phone. I have every <laughs> new phone that I've got. Ten pages of apps, Dan. Yes, I, I, I can fit all my bring apps it on all there, over. And I, need, I need perhaps thirty of them. <laughs> I know. Maybe when I see those updates, like you have one hundred and ten updates, I'm like, how? I do I have one hundred and ten apps? I use five. You know. Well, that's that's the other that's the other tip, and then we can. I know we're running a little bit long, but so so
1: so you know the tip for today is to just start becoming more aware and then do a little something about it. Not a lot of something, but do a little something about it. If you're getting notifications and you're going, do I really need this notification? Like, ask yourself if you need the notification and then slide right to left and do something about the notification. Um, when, when, uh, when you get iOS 13, I got to say, there, there's always two things with me. Um, one of the single best things is that ability to click that radio button. Not everybody can do this. You can click that radio button to say, have calls go to voicemail. That's, that's extreme, I realize. You know what the other great feature is? It's so small, but so big. I've mentioned this before, but in iOS 13, when you do that, you click apps and you suddenly get 150 updates. Guess what? Welcome back to slide right to left land because you can now delete an app from the update page. You should do this. I am doing this because I'm on the beta. If I get an app and I go, <laughs> here's a good tip. Uh, if you don't know what the app is for, you can probably delete it. If, if you don't know, if it's like, you know, um, you know, cyber box, mm-hmm. what is cyber box. I don't remember cyber box, right to left, delete, 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 delete. Um, but that's the thing. You're going to have an opportunity on I was 13 to rethink a lot of stuff. Why not start today? Why not start today by getting in the habit of saying, you know, I, I, I'm just going to eat a little bit less and exercise a little bit more, but with my attention, you don't need to be a crazy person. But like, let's value that gang. Like that, that's a, that's a, that's a good thing. Even if you don't have any, anything important to do in life, it'll let you enjoy the unimportant things more. Even if you're just going on vacation, you don't need to know all that stuff. If you don't need to have all that stuff, it can be very freeing to, uh, reboot your attention.
0: Reboot your attention.
1: Boot. Boot I like it. Yeah. Sorry I was so talky. I had some coffee. It's good. You're going to have that more often. It's the optimistic day. So true. Let's button this up. All right.
2: Okay, I love you. Love you too, Marlon, man. Mm.